Hello again and welcome to the Drunken Time Travel Podcast. Say hello, Gav. Do I have to? Yes. I don't like these people. Actually, Gav, don't say hello. No. Say y'all. No. Say, hey y'all, how's it going? Say that, say it now. No, I'm, I'm going to have to save that for a special occasion. This, this may be the only occasion. Next time. Okay, next time. Okay, I promise. Are you sure? No. No. You never promise anything. Yes. I'm still waiting for the rent. But anyway, (laughs) welcome to the Edge of Destruction, which is the third story of Doctor Who. And guess what? It's only two episodes. So that must mean it only must last, in real terms, about five seconds. Uh, So I'll begin then. Before we do that, let's talk about the beer that we've both got. Slightly different versions of. Yes. You have the uh, Stella Artois. I I have Stella Artois, tiny bottles, but many, many bottles. And I have the slightly more girly version, (laughs) Grosse Blonde, which is Uh, the the same drink, but 4%. Uh, 1% less better. Ah, the Ian version, the girly version. Uh, If you want. Yes, I do want. Yes, uh, Stella Troy is quite nice, and apparently Gav has difficulty focusing now with the... How do you have difficulty focusing with the 4% version? I've drunk a lot of the 4% version. Uh, you know, I don't think... I think we've... See, we seem to have drunk about the same... If not, I've drunk more than you, I think. I think you might also find out about a hard day's work. <laughs> No, you haven't. Yes, tell, tell everyone what you did. Yes, you listen to podcasts and work. <laughs> yes, uh, and have you seen how rubbish ours is now? Well, this is brilliant. It is brilliant, I'm telling you. Anyway, the synopsis for The Edge of Destruction, the two-part actual five-second Edge of Destruction, uh, episode one is called The Edge of Destruction, or What the Fuck, as I will call it. We are back at the TARDIS with Ian in his stupid cardigan as everyone falls over. When they wake up, they've gone fucking nuts. Now, I'm not talking a little eccentric. I'm talking full-on crazy express. First stop, the city of... The doctor somehow cut his head and Susan looks like she's hungover. But to be fair, it's hard to tell. The doors to the TARDIS are strangely open. And when they and when uh, Ian walks towards them, they then close. See, even the TARDIS doesn't like him. Susan goes to the TARDIS console, and an spectacular acting masterclass collapses. Ian picks her up and puts her down. Unfortunately, that just means she's in bed for approximately three seconds before coming at Ian with a knife, uh, because obviously she goes to bed at eight p.m. Damn it. Also, that's the TARDIS and Susan now in the We Hate Ian Club. The uh, Doctor calls Ian Youngman and, alas, doesn't launch into YMCA, but goes to the Fault Locator, which he should have done about 15 minutes ago. Susan starts acting like a zombie, I think. It, well, it's hard to tell. Uh, um, I think by this point she has the personality of a level 5 meth addict and suspects everyone. At the fault locator, no fault is located, so that's doing a good job then. Uh, The doctor turns on the scanner and Susan goes batshit insane until a photo of England is shown for some reason. 
Followed by another of a planet they visited before Ian and Barbara. Ah, happy days. I think the ship just wanted a slideshow, to be honest. At this point, the Doctor thinks, if you can't beat them, join them, and starts tripping balls by accusing Ian and Barbara of sabotage. That's sabotage. Now it's Barbara's turn to freak out at a broken clock. Seriously, what? The Doctor brings not-suspicious drinks for everyone. And then when everyone is blacked, seemingly blacked out from the drinks, the Doctor goes to the control room and is strangled by someone. Which brings us to episode two, which is called The Brink of Disaster. Or as my title is, seriously, what the fuck? The strangler was Ian, who then, who fainted like a girl. The doctor, Susan, Barbara argue again before Barbara remembers she's a history teacher and tries to convince Susan using her wily politics. It doesn't work, and the doctor wants to throw Barbara and Ian off the TARDIS. Well, two or three ain't bad. The TARDIS fault locator sounds like a foghorn, which apparently means everything ever is wrong, which causes Ian to strangle Barbara and collapse again. So now the Doctor blames everyone in the TARDIS. Well, it's got to be one of them. At this point, the worst thing ever happens. They're all normal again. I mean, what? I've got nothing to write about now. The clock being broken apparently means time has been taken away from them, and the, the Riddler wrote this episode. They have ten minutes to live and the doctor sends the women to the door so they'll die first. He's such a feminist. Apparently the TARDIS was on its way to destruction but stopped in the, the, the start of a solar system. This is because the fast return switch which brings them back to their last location was pushed too far and stuck. No, really. Now everything is completely fixed and fine. With seven minutes to go. Seven minutes of apologies. Well, 30 seconds to everyone except Barbara, who gets six and a half. They then land in snow and see a huge footprint. Well, why the fuck not? So, Gav, what did you think of the Edge of Destruction 2 parter? It was fucking mad. Wasn't it brilliant? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If only all the other episodes were like that. So many comedy moments. You can't beat it. No, you can't. I mean, everyone's just nuts. And a bonus, only two episodes. Only two episodes. But yeah, the whole premise of it, they're all just... Like, they've all gone weird, they've all gone mad. They're switching from personality all the time. I know. You never thought Susan could act as many personalities. Well, she can't, she can only add one, and that is batshit insane. But... I mean, it was brilliant. I do have to say, at the start of the episode, when the Doctor's collapsed and he's apparently bleeding for some reason, uh, Ian goes over to check, and he uh, checks his hearts, and apparently only finds one heart. What's that about, Gav? Well, he only checked one side of it. Yeah. You only expect to find one heart. (laughs) You're only going to listen for one heart. Maybe his hearts were in sync. Or maybe the correct answer is there was only one heart at that stage of Doctor Who and they hadn't figured out the whole two hearts thing. But in the later episodes, yeah. in the new series, that when they use stethoscopes to listen to the heart, they have to listen to it each side of the chest. Yeah, but, but when they listen to, to half, when they listen to the first one, they obviously hear the echoes of the second one. Oh, but do they? They use science. 
unlike Ian, who's a science teacher. But Tola. Yes, they do. Well, maybe they don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a science teacher like Ian. No, you're not. Do you have a cardigan like Ian? I'm just wondering. Not yet. I've got one on order. You, have, you probably do, don't you? And you wear it backwards like everyone else. Speaking of that, what what is the deal with Susan and Barbara wearing? They've got like strange dresses, dressing gowns, and they, mm. they're both wearing them backwards for some reason. Yes, well, my theory is the... Uh, they're, they're during the whole meltdown of the TARDIS, the washing machine broke and they had to wear spare overalls or something. <laughs> Which were dressing gowns they wore backwards. <laughs> they, so the dressing gown broke and they forgot how to wear clothes. Well, it happens to the best of us. Which reminds me, dressing gowns... Ian was wearing a dressing gown, wasn't he? Because yeah, you remember that. He was showing you yes. a good bit of thigh there. Didn't you get a bit excited for that? Yes, if you... <laughs> yes, you if, did. <laughs> if you're going to carry on like this, I'm not sure how much I can last during this podcast with an erection. Are you still with us? I can't imagine why. Yes, and, and whenever the doctor was being... Str- after after he was strangled by the doctor, he was like... Or, why was the doctor strangled by the doctor? We don't have multi-doctor stories yet. But we will. Just you wait for them. He, uh, he's very nearly strangled by Ian. And he actually says, very, he, he's very nearly almost strangled, Amy. And I'm like, he very nearly almost strangled you. Didn't he, did he just mm. almost strangle you? Or, or he didn't almost strangle you? If he very nearly almost strangled you, it would be like a Gav thing. And he didn't do anything. Yes, but this could be one of the famous early sort of s- line errors that they make. Line errors? What are line errors? <laughs> Lion errors. Lion errors. <laughs> Lion errors are good. It's when they, they turn around <laughs> to talk to Barbara and there's a lion there instead. But See, we should have been in charge of Doctor Who because there'd be so much greatness. Right, instead of, instead of Barbara as a companion, we're thinking there should be a lion. I would be much happier with that. Yes. And instead of Ian, there's going to be a pot of ash. Would you be happier with that? That's just stupid. Yes. And that's why I would love it, so... But yes, back to the original issue. William Hartnell sort of famously, regularly gets his lines wrong all the time. Does he regularly get his lines he wrong? He regularly this? gets them wrong. Did he get them wrong at this stage? You could argue with that. Apparently, yes, he did. Uh, he did suffer from an illness towards the end of his uh, term as the Doctor. When it, when it, you know, towards the end of the third, the third season, or possibly end of the second season, into the third season. Series, I do beg you. I'm, we're talking to an American audience. I'm trying to convert things. Um, he, uh, so, so yeah, he did have tr- trouble remembering lines and things like that. Not lines, lines. And there was another thing that the people said that uh, Doctor Who was recorded live. It, it wasn't. It was just recorded very soon to broadcast. So, and another thing, they didn't have you know the money to do a lot of takes at that stage. Plus, at that stage, they didn't know, you know, not to be able to do other takes because it was you know this is the UK back in the sixties. Uh, eventually, people. Um, like actors understood that if they just swore in a take 
if they didn't like it, you know, they would have to start mm. another take. Sneaky bastards. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to do this again now, Gav. Oh, you cunt. So, uh, how is your beer going? Is it, is it, is it good? It's uh, going down well, uh, but probably 1% less better well, than yours, I'm going to suspect. Yes, it seems to have impaired your speaking English problem. That was a, yes. that was a problem before, but sure, never mm-hmm. mind. How was yours? A bit better than mine, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yes, it's a lot. I, I do like Stella Artois. For one thing, it's the name of my mother. And the second thing, I don't know anyone called Artois. Mm. But it is, it is a smoother blend, I do feel. Was it of the plus it like, was cheaper. Yeah, of of the main sort of like brands of lager that you've got. Continental lagers, yes. Yeah, because yours, yours, yours is from one Holland of the better ones. Or Dutchland, as people call yes. it. Uh, and mine's from France, where they are uh, cheese eating surrender monkeys, as the Simpsons said. Mm. But they do good beer, so you know they can't be doing all wrong, you know, can they? Mm-hmm. It's it's not too bad. That's right. So, back to the episode. Really? All right. Yeah, so um, apparently we have to. This is what we do. I did love the fact that Ian was strangling everyone. Yes. Uh, also like a little girl. but I did quite violent. But I did like the fact that he was strangling. He, he, he must have thought it was like an, like an 80s computer game where you just have to try and kill everyone. Like in the Hobbit computer game, where where you get bored and you just try and cleave Thorin's skull in for some reason. Ian just obviously got bored with the whole episode and just tried to start mm. strangling everyone. Quite why he didn't start strangling Susan, I'm not sure. Yes, especially after uh, Susan's <laughs> attempts at uh, killing him, yes, which with the knife. which went terribly wrong, and she ended up stabbing the mattress. Yes, well, it was an evil mattress, proving that Susan cannot do anything right. To be honest, I, I'm I'm surprised I haven't read a book yet to do with Doctor Who featuring an evil mattress that Susan killed, and now wants revenge. Yes, let's get on that right now. That sounds brilliant. I'd write it. We could call it The Mattress of Death. Doctor Who and The Mattress of Death. It'll be brilliant. It'll sell literally three. That many? That many indeed, Mm -hmm. yes. Excellent. Also, the other thing I want to mention, the fast return switch. That was the stupid thing that was was stuck down and that's why everything went batshit insane. Yes. Quite... Okay, explains the whole uh, the whole TARDIS going a bit nuts, but I don't understand why why it explains why everyone else went a bit nuts. And I love the fact the fault locator, if if there's a fault with the fast return switch, just goes ah everything's wrong. I just give up. <laughs> but isn't the fact that the whole thing that everything went wrong, the whole doors and Possibly some sort of psychic connection or something, I don't know. The TARDIS was trying to communicate but, with everybody but there that was something some, was wrong. Yes, I could believe that. But it doesn't know how to communicate it and sent everybody a bit insane. Possibly. But at that time they didn't really do the whole TARDIS was alive kind of thing. Because they did say that several times in the episode. They sort of hinted at mm. it, but they didn't really say it. You know, not unlike the, the new series with Matt Smith. Yeah. Woo! 
uh, and the, the TARDIS being alive. Oh, spoilers. Yes, set at the time. But but there have been um, uh, many, not, many yeah. mentions since of the TARDIS being alive and, you know, telepathic yeah. circuits and all that kind yeah. of thing. In hindsight, you can infer that. See, that's what I like about Doctor Who. They, they had a sort of plan, but they didn't have everything plan. planned. So it, it, it evolved during mm. its almost 50 years. And, and I really can't wait to see the 50th anniversary special. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's nothing to do with, with the Edge of Destruction, but, but it's because going to be I'm awesome. Writing it. Are you writing it? I'm writing it. Oh, I'm suddenly not looking forward Ian's to it. Ian's back. Is he? Yeah. I must kill him then. Yes, Ian, who who I must mention was in an episode of Black Hatter, and and I pointed this out to Gav, and I, and I well I didn't actually tell him who it was. We uh, I showed him a bit of Black Hatter with Ian in it, you know the actor that plays Ian William Russell, and I said, Do you know who that is, and Gav didn't know who it was because apparently the beard confused him. Yes. He had a beard, he was messed up. He, no, he had a beard, that was it. It was messed up. He had a beard. It was, was covered it. in bandages. You like could see his nose and an eye. You could see two eyes and a nose. Yes. And a beard. To be honest, so that's my that's my thing. To to Superman, forget about the whole glasses thing. Just have a beard and then no one will know who you are. It certainly fooled me. It must be good then. But it doesn't take that much to be fair, does it? No, it doesn't really, no. Anything else to bring up? I did notice uh, in this episode as well, he may have done it before, but the doctor sort of, he adopted his pose quite a lot, where he grabs all of his lapels. Yes. It was very prominent in this Yes, the first doctor does like to uh, eat, eat. He stands and he grabs hold of his lapels, and usually says "hmm," and that's that's his uh, that's his whole thing. It's a shtick. It is. I like it. Yes, it, it is good. Cool. And you see, you see a bit more of the TARDIS as well this episode. Yeah, the TARDIS did yeah. actually because there was there was a bit where I watched it and the TARDIS did seem quite big. Yeah, it did look a lot bigger. The, the like had shelves in the background. They had shelves. They had the uh, obviously they had the TARDIS uh, food maker thing. They had computers. They obviously had the console and they had walls and things. It was just it just seemed. It possibly seemed bigger than the new TARDIS. Obviously, maybe cause, well, it just has the console no, room. It no. just has the console room. Obviously, it's bigger. Obviously, the concert room is bigger than, than than the old concert room. But, I mean, they, they did show a lot more in the, in the third story than they would these days. Mm. Certainly, the uh, the Eccleston tenant TARDIS. Yeah. Which was saying that I'd like to compare it against previous episodes, but not now, of course. And the beds, we got to see the beds as well. Yes, uh, where weird, Susan weird was put S down. shaped bed things. Yes. Where, where, where she, which, which, obviously Susan didn't like the letter S, so she stabbed the uh, mattress. Mm. Well, she obviously didn't like the Riddler writing her episode, did she? Well, who does? I wouldn't mind Riddler me. writing me because I enjoyed them. <laughs> yes, yes, we actually liked that episode. We would have liked the Daleks. We like, well, we did say we liked the Earthly Child, mm. the first episode, and then it went a bit away with it. And then the Daleks. It would have been yeah. a lot better if it was. Yeah. Two, no, not two, maybe three episodes. Yeah. 
Well, the summary is it's a good concept, but they just drag it out a little bit too long. Be fair, they kind of did it with that, but but they kind of, but they, they didn't because there wasn't any plot. So they just had people being fucking nuts for two episodes. Yes. Yes. Doing random stuff for like about 45 minutes. Yes. In fact, we uh, we would urge people to watch these two episodes, if you can. Especially with beer. Especially with beer, because it's it's amazing. It's bloody brilliant. And the doctor, the doctor, you see, the doctor had the cut and then he had like a bandage put on his head. And I don't know why I'm putting a bandage around my head, like it's like because it's video. But anyway, he put a bandage on his head, and it was just hilarious. The doctor, the doctor. In fact, one of the future doctors should just wear a bandage on his head. I think. Do you agree, Gav? It's it's a bold fashion statement, certainly. Well, more bold than the sixth doctor in his multicoloured vomit coat. Actually, this is yes. a good point. Let's just let's just go through each of the doctors now. We, we've told you about the yeah. first doctor being irascible and his whole, you know, putting the pel, you know, the pels thing. Mm. Second doctor was most people say is a cosmic hobo. Do yes, they do. I've never he, he kind of has the similar sort of costume to the first doctor, but it's more loose fitting. And he's more comical than, than the first Doctor, mm. wouldn't you say, Gav? Yes, he, he is a bit more comical. He likes having fun. I like to think of him as being a bit stupid as well, but intelligent with it. Yes, he's like he's like intelligent, but he hides it within, within stupidity so that, you know, that the enemy won't, mm. won't understand that. Third Doctor, what, what would you say about him, Gav? Third Doctor is... He brings a bit of the first Doctor back with him, a bit of contempt for people, but that's largely brought on by him being grounded by the Time Lords. Oops, spoilers. Okay. Yes, 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 yes indeed. He's, an, he's, he's a bit more classy, but yeah, he really doesn't like authority, the third mm. Doctor, which is ironic, but we'll get to that. Uh, yes, he does. He does. He does. Yeah, I agree. He does bring a bit of the first doctor back, back with him. But well, it, it likes to have a bit of fun as well. Though. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I like the third doctor. Yeah. I don't. Arch, the first episode that it came in, what I think a really good introduction to a new doctor. I think it's one of the best introductions. It's very. It's very similar to. It's very similar to, to Rose, in fact. Girls want a doctor. <sighs> it's very <laughs> similar to Rose in the, the story, the first Eccleston story, in the fact that it's the Autons again. Uh, you know, the first story, and you don't really you don't really know much about them, and then, you know, it's just sort of played out in the episode. The fourth Doctor... Do we really have to explain him? Everyone knows him. Crazy bohemian. What more is there to say? He, he's brilliant. I will yeah. agree with you. I don't think he's it. the best. But then I'm a bit weird. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, he's really enjoys himself. Has fun. Laughs at people. Yeah, he's very much, very done. much an alien. He's very wacky. Shall I as well? Wacky. Yeah. He's not a Looney Tunes character. He is. Oh, it could be. It could be. Yeah, that would be awesome. 
Doctor Who and the Looney Tunes. But it was really out for having fun. He loved having fun. Yes. Uh, but he, I, I, he was just brilliant when he got serious. I, and yeah, he just like he was just a reverend, as they say. Yes, brilliant. And he knew it was better than everybody else. Yes, well, that is the Doctor all over, isn't it? I think everyone, every incarnation of the Doctor thinks that. I think in particular from him. Mm, well, he was the I Doctor think, for seven yes. years. It really started with him, I think. No. To, um, to, to possibly that, to the third Doctor. To, possibly the third the, Doctor. Yeah, well, the third Doctor, yes, a bit, yeah. You could almost imagine the third Doctor saying, you sickened me. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, Tom Baker took it to another level. Took it to took an extreme, yes. And it filtered through from then on. Yes, the third Doctor started it. He took it to a level, and it continued from there. And then with the fifth Doctor, it went in another direction. He was, mm. I think, he was more. He was quieter. Certainly, he was. Mm. He was as intelligent, mm. um, quieter, intelligent. Vulnerable, more vulnerable, because to a certain extent, Tom Baker was the fourth doctor. Towards the end of it, it seemed that no one could touch him. You know, aliens. Mm. You, you wouldn't be expect. He, he would watch it, and you wouldn't expect aliens to be to be fighting him. Well, he was, but and, and they wouldn't be doing anything. But uh, <coughs> yeah, certainly the the, uh, the fifth doctor more. I don't want to say more human, but uh, certainly more vulnerable. Yeah. As and he was it more, did seem to relate a bit more. Yeah, and he was more irascible. He had certain parts of the first Doctor, I would say, with him as well. I mean, he was nicer, but he did have a slight bit of a temper, because certainly the fourth Doctor, uh, Tom Baker, didn't have a temper, really. No, towards the no I didn't know. <laughs> and then... Uh, it's pretty well, yeah, uni did uh, two or three years. Because well, yeah, he it was, was a very uh, sort of yeah intelligent and clinical with his uh, sort of delivering solutions of his uh, situations, if you like. And he he was the doctor I would say I grew up with. Well, I didn't grow up with the doctor. No, because he only started with the new series. Yes. But we're well, not all that against him. I'm a recent. It's convert. it's two. It's see it's Shock it's two. It's, it's two different perspectives. How great is this podcast? <laughs> and then we have Colin Baker. We're just talking about... We're not talking about the audios. We're just mm. talking about the TV series. Yes, apparently. Because he is awesome in the audios. He is very good in the audios. But, moving on, we're talking about the TV, the TV series. the TV series is... A cunt, basically. <laughs> yes, basically. He's a... Especially in his first stories. Remember the yeah. Twin Dilemma? Yes, he doesn't like his companions. He's and they just argue all yes. the time. He's just like, wouldn't the companions just leave at any point they fucking yeah. could? Yes, we're all swearing now. Uh, but but towards towards the end of his run, he got good. I did like him. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I mm. did like him. His his costume, which his is the one with the multicolored yes, uh, formative it's effect. Jason's coat or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Stole it off him, I think. And, and I should mention, Peter Davison is the one with the beige cricket outfit with the celery suck on him. Mm. I don't think we need to mention Tom Baker's costume 
Yes. Uh, and John Pertwee, yeah, like you might not, not know John Pertwee, like Ruffs, basically, doing Elizabethan Ruffs and things like that, and velvet coats. Uh, Colin Baker, yeah, he didn't last very long at all. He was virtually sacked by the BBC, who brought in, uh, who then brought in Sylvester McCoy, who is possibly my favourite Doctor. He is very good. He is very good. He was the last one, and he got really low ratings, but he's brilliant. He's ju- he's just he's just a small man who who dresses. He's almost similar to the second Doctor. He dresses, and he's got this uh, just this coat and tie, and he's got his umbrella. But and he question but, marks all over. Yes, that, that's yeah, the question mark pullover is not very good at all. But he. he yeah. Uses time to manipulate people and things, yes. and that's it's it not really the controls the situation to the minutest detail. He, he's brilliant in that, and I love that. Which then, yeah. then Doctor Who was cancelled. Well, it wasn't it, or they didn't say it was cancelled, but they didn't bring it back. Uh, that was nineteen eighty nine, and then nineteen ninety six. It came back for a TV movie. With uh, Sebastian McCoy regenerating, and I'll let Gav tell you about the Eighth Doctor. He's the greatest. Okay. He's fantastic. I meant the facts. They were the facts. That's the Danger Mouse theme. All right. He's the greatest. He's fantastic. Wherever there is danger, he is there. That is not the Eighth Doctor. He's not a it mouse. Still applies. Okay. He is. He but, is yeah. good, but the TV movie wasn't the best. But yeah, despite watching sort of random episodes whilst I was a child, this movie was the first that I really sort of experienced Doctor Who. And you didn't think he was that great at the time, did you? No. I'd, I just knew Doctor Who was a big thing. There's a movie coming out. I thought, oh, yes, I've got to watch this. Uh, I know it's... Uh, and it was, just on, uh, the, and it was just on the TV. Yeah, it was... Uh, is that what everybody's waving about? Yeah, whatever, I don't care. It were alright, I suppose. Um, do we really need to go into but, uh, the new series? I don't think we do. No? Obviously, the new series, Christopher Wilkinson, David Tennant, Matt Smith. But we They're all amazing. Say. Matt Smith is bloody brilliant. It's not mm. to say David Tennant isn't. I love David Tennant. He's brilliant. And Christopher Wilkinson, I love when I watch him, but for some reason I kind of forget about him after I haven't. Back to the Eighth Doctor movie now. <laughs> While the movie wasn't actually okay, Karen, that brilliant. I found the one subject that he wants to talk about more than Ian. <laughs> While the apologize. movie itself wasn't that brilliant, I think Paul McGann did show promise of being a good Doctor. Yes, I did like him as the Doctor. The movie wasn't good, but he was a good Doctor. Before he did, I, I hastened that. And that is all. Yes, and then obviously there's Peter Cushing as as the uh, movie doctor, but he's not. He doesn't exist within continuity. No, we may talk about him at some point, but we'll leave you wanting for more. Anyway, so, that was a bit of an interlude for you. We're uh, back to Age of Destruction, yes. and it's fucking insanity. The only other thing I've got to say about this that I can think of. Uh, Towards the end, as the Doctor's explaining the situation, as it were, he keeps referring to the solar system, but we all know, it seems like he's referring to the universe and the Big Bang, but he 
They keep saying the solar system. No, I don't think he is. He's referring to the solar system as in the solar system was created. I mean, because the solar system, obviously, the solar system yeah, was it, created in a similar way. Obviously, it wasn't the Big Bang, but there was the whole mm-hmm. spinning of, of matter and things. Hey, we turned into physics today. Also, this was 1963. Yes. And physics isn't as up to date as it was then. Bringing you back to the real I, world. I, I can I can give you that. Well, yes. With the limited knowledge, yes, I can see that. But ultimately, I think they were talking about the Big Bang. I could be wrong. But there you go. Well, no, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just think... Because they were talking about the, the formation... You know, it's a different time. Different, yeah, I mean, of, if you watch Doctor of, Who, there's going to be different science... I mean, it goes from 1963 up to the present day. So obviously there's going to be talk about, you know, physics is going to be completely different from then to now. Yeah. And of these first few episodes that we've gone in, we started off, we had an episode in the past. Yes. Yeah. Uh, first we, one was the episode yeah. in the past. Then we moved on to an alien planet. Alien planet. And then now we're... Another story we've... We're just in the, TARDIS. in the TARDIS. Yeah, we're just we're just stories that they can do. Yeah, we're just in the TARDIS. And in fact, this was what nineteen sixty three. Yeah, and Doctor Who invented the uh, bottle show. Yeah, which was just you know using the sets you have and writing a story. And of well, the three stories the set you have, expand it, make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, but Put it's just shelving in background and a bird in but, corner. Yeah, exactly. But they're not having to. You're not having to build like a new planet or yeah. anything. And you know, and, and it was the. Uh, it's the best one of the. It stood up best of the three so far. Mm. Maybe because it's short in there and it's just weird and wacky. It's weird and wacky. I love it. Daleks is brilliant because it has mm. the Daleks, and an Earthly mm. Child is brilliant because it's the first one. But this is brilliant because it's just nuts. A quote of the episode then? Uh, yes, I have a quote of the episode. And it, it's, it's, it's this. It's uh, what... Uh, <laughs> I just love I just love this. Especially the end of it. I'll let you listen now. Frankly, Doctor, I find it hard to keep pace with you. You mean to keep one jump ahead? That you will never be. You need my knowledge and ability to apply it. Then you need my experience to gain the fullest results. Results? For good or for evil? One man's law is another man's crime. Yeah, I just love the fact that the doctor fucks off at the end of this before before Ian could figure out what what the doctor is fucking talking about, or if he got that from a cereal packet or a fortune cookie. Mine's got to be the Ian moment of the My episode. Ian moment. Of the episode. Well, I'll let you away with that. As you have no choice. Well, I have choice. I edit this thing. It's got to be sort of where Ian sort of saves the day again. <laughs> when does Ian save the Sorry, carry on, guys. Sorry. <laughs> he saves the day all the time. Yeah, by strangling people. Carry on, carry on. When he comes up to the doctor and explains to him, or rather gives him the idea to check what's really happening and the doctor finds out because of what Ian says that the button is stuck Doctor where are we when we left the planet Scarrow where did you ask the machine to take us to think Doctor I had hoped to reach your planet Earth 
Scaro was in the future, and I used the fast return switch. The fast return switch? You've sent us back too far. Hmm? Doctor, show me. Show me that switch. Where is it? Well, I, I can't very well see it without a light, can I? It's near the scanner switch. Really? But that's the part of the control that's safe. That's strange. Mm. Doctor, we haven't got very much time left. Yes, I see. Here, here it is. Here, you see? Now, look, there's the switch. You see? Yes. Well, how does it work? Well, you, you merely press it down and... Let's, let's all move on from the Ian moments of the episode. Really? Even sleep. Can't we go back We'll to all that? move on from it. Draw a line under the sand. And we'll go on to the question that we've been emailed. Mm. Uh, from Ron Argo Watt. There's a surprise. Isn't it? <laughs> I think I guilted him into it. But uh, his question... It's because nobody else is listening. Is who's the best doctor? It's too obvious a question. Ah, I see what he does there. So could you tell us who the worst doctor is? Gav, who is your worst doctor? Well, I think my worst doctor, and pretty much universally amongst everybody that I know of, it's got to be the sixth doctor pretty much universally disliked I would say that too you know not taking into account the audios as we mentioned earlier yeah. but yes the sixth doctor is the worst doctor he's just I mean the first doctor was irascible and then the fifth doctor obviously we mentioned brought that back a little but he's just he's just a cunt yeah, and he doesn't like his companions and yeah. I think that softened a bit towards the end of his very brief reign, but he was just no, he was just yeah, he just wasn't just, the he's doctor. He's just always getting at him, getting him down, telling him they're done wrong, and yeah, telling and him to go and whatever, and, and wearing a stupid coat. Yeah. So, so smug with himself and wondering why nobody else gets in. I think a lot of it. I mean, I do. It was a good idea to, you know, make his first story that he's a bit. Irascible. This is like the fifth time I've used that word. But, you know, make it make him a bit irascible in this first story. You know, make him different from the last Doctor. But I think they went too far. And they didn't really know what to do after. I think they just went too far. And <coughs> I, 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 do, I do think the producer was to blame there. The one thing I did like about the sixth Doctor, though. Okay. He never locked the TARDIS doors and everybody <laughs> wandered in. Yes. Everybody. Every single time. <laughs> Every he episode. He didn't seem to want to lock the TARDIS doors. No matter what happened, people just wandered in willy-nilly. That's not to say we hate the Sixth Doctor. He's just the worst. I mean, as the Brigadier mm. says, who, you, who is a, uh, a Third Doctor company, he was asked about the uh, the doctors, and he said, "Wonderful chaps, all of them." And and I think I subscribe to that. I don't think there's mm. any doctor that I actually hate. Obviously, oh, no. there's obviously there's doctors that are not as good as the rest, but I I, I do like them all. Yes, I agree. But yeah, if you're going to choose one, as we said, six doctors. Yeah, it's but not interestingly, four years ago, I would have chosen the th- the first doctor. 
But I've grown to like him a lot more since I watch more and more of his stories. Any final thoughts on the episode, Gav? Well, it's other than what we've already said, it was a good episode. Mm. Because it was short as well. It, it was I, It was just mad. It was just a good episode. You should watch it. I agree. And with beer. And with beer, especially beer. Because with some of the looks Susan's giving in the background and just a little stuff happens here and there, it's just funny at times. Do you want to do the next time thing then? No. Well, next time we continue the story of uh, Doctor Who. Obviously you're doing the synopsis this yes, time? Yes, I will be doing the synopsis and uh, continuing on from where this episode left off, where they saw a giant footprint in the snow. Yes, but Gav doesn't want to tell you what story it is. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. He's watching you. Yes. I have cameras. I bet you do. I've you not set much. them up or anything, <laughs> I've got them. Uh, do you have any <laughs> plugs? Do you have anything you want to plug? Your, your websites or anything? Well, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Simiboys. S-I-M-I-B-O-Y-Z. Um, I'm at Irish Gav Brown. But you're, let's face it, you're all probably following us anyway. Um, I have a Voyager uh, review thing as well. Which is in, very in the In the odd chance. Oh, thanks. Uh, it's called... Sickbaycheese.blogspot.com, where I do the same kind of thing but with Voyager on the internet instead of podcast. Gav, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about your. You, you sometimes review recent uh, Doctor Who audios and things like that on your website. Yes, on that. <laughs> what are you laughing for? I'm being nice. I know. Yes, I. Uh, I tend to review a lot of the sort of big Finnish range of audio plays. You know, with the same actors and things like that? Yes, they use uh, all the same actors from the Fifth Doctor, Sixth Doctor, Seventh and Eighth. Yes. They've currently just sort of contracted Tom Baker as the Fourth Doctor, which yes. will be recent which, sort of audios next year. Which you all want, let's face it. Yeah, so, Gav, Gav reviews them. And, so we're still and, getting full cast uh, audios. Indeed. Yeah, and you do some other and things. And they are really good, most of the time. So anyway, yes, I'll, uh, I'll just put a link in the show notes. Good one. So, so that's about it then. Uh, yeah. Until next time, that's good night from me. And it's good night from him.